Have you ever wanted to start your own podcast? Have you ever had a thought in your head and you just felt the entire world needed an opportunity to hear your thoughts and all that kind of great stuff? Well, if so, let me tell you a little bit about Anchor Podcasting. It is the easiest platform I have found to make a podcast. They have editing tools, episode creation tools. There's even a green room function. Check it all out. On top of that, they even distribute the whole thing for you for free. The entire thing is free. You can get onto Apple Podcasts. You can get onto Spotify Podcasts, which are, you know, the two that I find get the most traction. Then you get Stitcher and all kinds of other stuff, Blackbox, Whatbox, and all the other boxes that I'm not familiar with. If you are interested in making your own podcast right now, download the Anchor app or go to Anchor FM to get started. Welcome back to the Ghost Cult Magazine podcast. I'm your host, OJ. This episode is the return of the Steve and Keithy Power Hour. Last month, Keithy got up and was down with the sickness. And now he's back. Enjoy the catch-up of July and what they're looking forward to in August. Peace. Welcome to another Ghost Cult Magazine podcast. It's me, Keefe, and I am joined once again by my senior editor, Steve Tovey. How are you doing, Steve? Hi, Keefe. Yeah, all good, mate. Good to see you again. Uh, good to see you've been out enjoying the rifts in the sun <laughs> as well today. So. Yes, I recorded this after a day out in the sun in Oakland, watching a proper and good death metal show by Autopsy and Friends. Autopsy, I think they just announced a new record on Peaceville that they're working on. They sound great today and played a lot of the classic autopsy material they've only been back what a little over 10 years so cool cool for them to do a new record and uh that band is killer um missed july of this edition of the Stephen keith power hour as we started to call it as omar cordy called it since he edits these things and um i was sick with covid for three and a half weeks it was brutal horrible terrible uh these things are still out there in the world please you know be mindful of your uh, surroundings wash your hands wear your masks sorry to be preachy but i know we're all we're all sick and tired of this whole thing but uh it's still a thing and i got it i got it at a show i got it at a show where i didn't wear the right mask i ran out of the house in a rush to get to the show and it was a great i'm glad i went it was a fun show i bought myself sometimes i just buy myself a ticket and go as a fan and sometimes i'm going with a purpose but um i was i was hanging out a lot that night and networking and taking pictures and shaking hands and hugging people and then i was three days later sick as a dog so that's how it goes. <laughs> I was going to say, we both lasted, I don't know, however long it was. I managed two and a half years avoiding it. And then similarly, start of, start of July, uh, yeah, picked up from, I think my mind was from work. But then uh, you start getting in your mind that you're immune or you're kind of uh, different to everybody else. And then, then it hits and then you have a week sleeping. And then uh, it takes, yeah, two, three weeks after that to, to get it out of the system. But, you know. Right. We both had the other side and uh good Thank to goodness. <laughs> Amen. And hail Satan and all that good stuff. Um, so we missed July, but what we will do today is uh the Keith and Steve Power Hour. We uh, Steve is the senior editor of Ghost Cult, and he runs the entire Global Reviews team. For those that don't know him, 
and <laughs> love him and follow him on social media. That's what Steve does. Steve manages the whole reviews team, and uh, he's fantastic at it, thankfully. And our reviews team, our little reviews family, is growing and growing very strong. We have already covered more albums. I think double the amount of albums already in seven months that we did in all of 2021 <laughs> for one reason or another. So it's just this, the power of the strength of the team and yourself. And uh, what we like to do on these podcasts that we started this series is we talk a little bit about what we liked last month and preview a little bit this month. We're already a little bit into August as we record this, but we can still get the lion's share of August. This, the albums are not out yet. And we are getting into the busy time of the year. Um, they used to, Summer used to be dead. I know all of my lovely European friends, especially Western Europe, you all used to you go in your halls and you're gone and the out of office comes on and I don't hear from certain people for months. And it's not the case anymore in the music business. We are working all the time Albums are getting announced now for September and October and November. And even 2023, I just saw Anti-Flag announce their new album for the first week of January. And it's already announced with guest artists and the track listing and artwork and a pre-order. And, um, you know, it's hard to keep up with all this stuff. So I applaud you and anyone else who can do it. Now, that's cool. I think, like I say, the, I think the, I don't know, the joy we have with our team is we've got a really good, diverse mix of taste so it fits in with us being able to keep a broad spectrum we can cover from indie through to grind and everything in between um but with a good focus on trying to pick up the best or the most interesting of each of the kind of little subgenres. but it's you know we do rely on the fact that we have a really dedicated great team that turning turning reviews voluntarily respond to little email chases um and there's, there's no reason for them to they could quite easily say no nah, you're right thanks i'm not doing it and they they don't they all kind of you know to a person pull through on a week by week basis and uh cover some cover some great albums and i think um but it's good to see that we still have the enthusiasm and the kind of you know the inspiring writing that comes back um, and i think that's part of who we are in our brand is the fact we cover you know these reviews fairly we're not chucking around nines and tens all over the place we're quite objective but approach these things with a positive view we've got as you know i'm really proud of the team that will take on albums outside their comfort zone but do it fairly and give it an objective view rather than uh the new insert x metalcore band album uh, i hate metalcore this shit it's people looking for the positives in it so it's good um and we have to give give the love out to them because I think there's a you know, really strong team there. Yeah, they did great. They've been doing great. They've done great. They will continue to do great. I'm, I feel very lucky. And I will say, just out of, you know, I don't really look at a lot of our competitors, but you just know I've seen having enough friends as publicists. You see the, you see the occasional publicity tweet where they will complain about someone's review of their band and listen, that's their job to defend their territory and defend their artists right their labels count on the publicist whether independent or in-house to take care of their artist i did we did get a very i don't want to name names but we did get a very funny reply to a midland review uh, a couple of weeks back which was i posted the review and i tagged the band it wasn't a terrible review but it wasn't glowing and the band said if i could read this review would bother me which i thought was hilarious it's not i don't prefer I don't mm. prefer bands. The bands you shouldn't, you know, if you get a bad review, learn from it. You can disagree with it. 
don't amplify it if it makes you happy. Like, I don't want to promote this bad review. Fine. But also don't attack who gave you a bad review. It's objective for a reason. And taste is subjective, but reviews are supposed to be objective. I know that's hard, especially in this day and age when everyone is giving their opinion and everyone is a blogger and everyone has a vlog now and everyone's an influencer. I'm making air quotes. This is a podcast. But anyway... <laughs> You know, it's, I just, I, I really, I, I get it. Like bands don't want to feel picked on and they certainly love their music and they, someone cared a lot about this. I just saw a really great thing. I'm going to sidebar for one quick second. I saw a really great video where Patton Oswalt, who's one of my favorite comedians and he's a big nerd and I'm a big nerd and you're a big, you're a big nerd. You love, we love these, the geek culture. And he was like, I love trashing things. He's like, I made a whole career out of trashing like bad movies, bad actors, everything. And then I started thinking, I've been in enough movies where I know someone loved this movie. Even the worst piece of crap movie, someone loved it. Someone made it and they care about it and their name is on it. And my name is on a lot of movies. So I started to think about it. And then he was like, on second thought, let's trash a bunch of movies. So <laughs> I, we don't do, we don't, we're not mean spirited. I think we're not, we don't punch down. We try to be constructive. I I used to make you make music still. I used to make music for a long time. I had my share of bad reviews. I had my share of good reviews. Personal and otherwise isn't in a group. I've had I've had the review from like the movie singles where like the review was glowing except about me. And I had reviews <laughs> where it was like I was the sp- like this is the best part of the band is this guy. So like, you know, it happens. You gotta oh, take bands need to learn to take it in stride. That's not our job to teach them to do this, but also, you know, bands you shouldn't overreact to a bad review ever. Yeah. No, but it's funny you mentioned because back in the back in the nineties in the uh, old melodic metal band band intertwine, I feel that loads of really positive reviews and like apart from the vocals, the guy on vocals sucks. But you know if you can get past that, but do you know what you got to take it as, as honest? You know it's it's fine. People aren't there. Like you say, you got to take it and you got to learn from it. And I think it's uh you know it can be can be good for the. So be resilient and good for the soul to kind of take. But I did want to mention um, you talking about band responding. I do like when you get the personal comments. We had um, Jamila from Ithaca who commented uh, first time she's ever been compared to Lily Allen in, a, in direct response to, to the review there. And uh, I like that when you get that that personal. It was comment. brilliant too. Like it's such a brilliant take, and she was brilliant about it. And I was very thankful. And they are one of uh, like we have to oh, like Ithaca. We have to talk about Ithaca, right? Like how absolutely. why. What is going on? I know, like, the world is falling to shit in the UK. um, But, like, holy shit. The bands that are coming out of the UK this year are, like, one after the other after the other better than the last. I don't know what is going on. Well, I don't know. I think if you look back, I'm trying to think exactly, get my dates and times right, but I suppose it does seem to be when everything's going to shit, creativity kicks in and bands seem to, I don't know if it's anger or if it's just they need to focus or vent, get things out in a different way. So it does seem to be a real big yeah, creative boom. But oh yeah, the, I like the last Ithaca album, but um we're jumping ahead to, to yeah. my album for this. Yeah, one. yeah, we'll, like, we'll we'll jump it in. Ramped up a massively. I've got no idea, yeah, well, not no idea where it came from, but it just a huge step and a really good really, really good album. Just kind of chucking in it, I don't know, more deft tonesy bits, little hints of Converge and Code Orange stuff, but then just the the, the, the I don't know, the quality of the clean vocals and the songs and the, just sort of 
really good. Yeah. <laughs> One of those that, you know. We've already got to the more than halfway point, and uh, you know, yeah. in my mind, my top twenty is is trying to. I'm trying to get together like what my top twenty would start looking like, and I have a handful mm. of things that I absolutely love. But there's like, oh, something's gonna get snubbed, and we haven't had all the records yet. So like, <laughs> we're gonna be judging records until early, like you know, the beginning of November at least for the whole year. And maybe maybe there'll be some late year things that come out that we'll get a, a preview of. But it's like I hope that records like the Rolo Tomasi record that came out early, yeah. early in the year. Like, I really hope it doesn't get overlooked because it's really amazing. They did a phenomenal. They have I, they also like did a complete huge growth step right to yeah, me yeah. as a band. So I hope they don't get, you know, like we all expected the Conjurer record to kick ass and be great, of course. But it's like. Uh, you know, I knew Rolo was going to do a, a fine record, but I just didn't know how much they were going to evolve. Yeah. And so I hope they don't get overlooked. And there's a whole bunch of other bands. I mean, I'm just scratching the surface. And and uh, I got to give a shout out to uh, probably the person who knows the most about the underground UK bands that aren't discovered yet, which would be Rich Price, because he has yeah. done a lot of stuff with the metal to the masses leading up to Bloodstock coming up soon. And so Rich, I just, half the new bands I discover in, in Europe are from Rich's coverage of those heats, which are just his local ones, basically, right, from Manchester. So, like, just, you know, I discover a whole bunch of new bands that way. I'm going to have to try and dig out. I can't remember what the name of the band is. He's already got one, I think, for October. Um, <laughs> he's told me it's the best album he's heard. Sure. I can't remember sure. what it's now. It'll come to us. <laughs> yeah. Two, two episodes from now, it'll come to us. Anywho. Yeah, um, yeah but he's already started telling me. It's like, it's the best album he's heard in the last five yeah, years. And, and, and Rich has come back to... Rich is not just a fine photographer. He's come back to doing a, a several great reviews this year. So I'm very thankful for Rich as well. Um, without further ado, uh, as we did the last time two months ago, I thought we would each recap some releases from July that we like. I think we're going to overlap on both lists. And then you'll go, and then I'll go, and then we'll do August. And then we'll put a bow on this thing. Um, so we don't... we. We keep the mystery <laughs> for the listeners so they come back next month. Um, but yeah, if you if you have some some treasured releases from last month you want to chat about since we didn't get to, let's hear about them. That's cool. So I, I have uh, I did want to chuck in, in briefly in passing just a little dip back into to June as well because I didn't want to sure, didn't want to kind of uh, overlook or miss out uh, just a couple of albums that really really landed. So I blaze through with a lot of love for werewolves and raptors and uh, other bands that sound like big scary monster demon um from horror film type type things uh but yeah werewolves kind of just black dahlia murder cannibal corpse just aggressive uh, fun stupid uh yeah horror horror death metal um with a bit of grind in there raptors kind of a bit all over the place loads of different um influences on there an unusual album for metal blade as well not their usual sort of thing but a really strong um covering i guess like i don't know i come up with all the bridge meets cancer bats or something like neither of those two bands you know <laughs> something like that in there not a lot of but also um also on uh metal blade the kardashev album i think we skipped that in between our uh our, just our, our hiatus our covid break and just sort of yeah Death Gaze, I think that was the, the tag that came up with it. So you could do Death Metal, Shoe Gaze, and then some just really cool sort of understated vocals in there and some, just some really good atmospheres and some surprising good music. But that was my 
that's my June. <laughs> but coming into July, um, I mean, we've already touched on the two, two of the main albums I was going to cover over, to be fair, which is the Conjurer album. Um, I got a bit, bit, I don't normally get stick online. I'm kind of quite, you know, quite uh, quite positive most of the time. But I described the Conjurer album as being horrible. And a lot of people thought, I meant it was a, a bad, horrible, like it was, a, you know, I was slagging it. I'm saying this is horrible in all the best ways. It's like it's a sludgy, progressive death metal, post-hardcore, just, I don't know, just blackest soul of an album I think you're going to find. I think, that you know, I don't know what... Because they all seem quite chirpy, positive guys online as well, but they've obviously got dark sides to them. They, they're channeling into the music, and it's a really ugly, nasty, not quite impenetrable, to be fair. They, they find a way to marry it with kind of that... The, the death of the uh, stuff that Opeth used to do, you know, so it's got that accessibility, it's got some hooks, it's got some progressive and some tech technicality stuff to it, but it's just a disgustingly horrible, um, ugly, brutal record, and in all the best ways. See, I use these words purely as a positive thing. <laughs> if I was going to be describing something as bad, yeah, I we have always word. used that word in the positive, in the best sense ever, and uh, yeah, it is, it is perfectly horrible, and I love mm-hmm. it, and I'm proud of no, that. They've, they've, you know, from where they started to where they're going you know the sky's the limit so yeah and I, I did think when they started out i did think oh it's, this is like if opeth hadn't gone prog and gone more death metal this is what it would have sounded like but they're just adding more and more to their to their canvas you know they're kind of um there's almost like there's you know there's no boundaries there's no limits as long as it's kind of challenging and aggressive and and dark and then brilliant so you know fair place so and be interested and see what tours they pick up they had some good good tours on the last album but it has been a been a gap from i think a couple of years since obviously with everyone COVID and so on so we could see if they well hopefully they'll pick up and keep the momentum from before and it'll just be like a little pause rather than having to start again from from scratch from but they they seem to you know the app did seem to catch on with a lot of people so they've definitely got some people in the corner prepared to uh go back for them rightly or wrongly <laughs> so that's cool um and yeah sticking in the in the uk uh space and i know we just talked about ithaca i think the they fear us album um it was i see you know i had a half an eye out for it was expecting a, a good something you know something interesting from them but there's just like you know we talk about bands maturing and developing and so on but this is it's almost like a, a, a reset and refresh and it's it's you know there's ties back to the earlier stuff they've done in the uh in the previous album but this feels like a almost like a new band with a new lease of life and a new kind of confidence and i think that's one of the bit that really comes across is there's not they're not half-assing any of the the newer bits that they've added to their music you know you know where they've got a bit moodier and a bit more Deftonesy in, in places, or um, a bit more, I guess, melodic and you know, um, straightforward in others. It's full on, powerful. This is us, unashamed, kind of you know, um, just strong album in every every respect. And I think this is a, one of the things that we talked about a couple of years back with the Svalbard album, when we talked about bands in metal don't always use the same language and the same Dungeons and Dragons lyrics that they used to. It's much more reality and much more kind of down to earth. And I think the the quality of the lyrics and the stories and the, you know, the kind of the the issues they're highlighting massively important. And I think it's good to, to have 
you know, it challenged me as well because I'm kind of used to the Iron Maiden Metallica kind of, you know, yeah, you, you accept a certain language, you, you accept a certain type of lyric in metal and the things outside it referring to real life stuff jars a little bit. But it's really important, I think, that you can marry that quality music with a really key and important message uh, for a lot of people that kind of don't always have their voices or their experiences shared in the way that, you know, Ithaca have done. So there's an added bonus um, for that as well for me. So that's a kind of a... And my, my third big one for, for July, and I have to give an apology to uh, to Harris at uh, Good As Gold PR because I still haven't written the review yet. I will, I promise. It's a really good album. But changing from dark to, to light is... Uh, a self-titled album by um punk band betty rays who it's just really really landed with me really it's like uh, it's good summer music it sits in that um menzingers when they were younger um kind of before they you know took up being in their 30s and don't know what to do now the party's over uh these betty rays are heading out and still sitting by the on the beach side with their six packs of beer and enjoying life and uh chasing chasing new partners and things like that but it's um yeah about 14 tracks i think um self-released and just really enjoyable good summer you know uh, punk rock record this this caught my attention i'm gonna overlap on my last bit slightly and it's another change of style but be very impressed with the two new megadeth singles that have come out as well which is kind of um i'm a bit up and down with megadeth over the years to be fair but that's put me in a good place thinking about what their new album might be when it comes to september agreed i was wondering if you know based on the changes from dystopia to now and uh you know a mm. full album with the second new line you know an actual new lineup getting a full megadeth release and writing would would dave let those guys off the leash would he let Dirk V. Buren is not a guy that re- I know that he is like the man of a million drum records and you know he you know would he be allowed to just kind of do his thing put his own stamp on on Megadeth follow the footsteps of the many great drummers before him and it seems like on those first two songs he is wildly original and doing his own thing in a great way in a, in a thrashy way in, a, in a, almost an extreme metal way that Megadeth hasn't had before um, Dave sounds very rejuvenated in a positive sense yeah. and um I am also looking forward to this record. It's uh, these videos are very interesting and inventive. Um, you know, there's always a chance it can go squiffy and off the rails. With Dave. <laughs> he's, he's just a, he's just a day away from saying some outlandish shit that's gonna you know bunch up our underwears. But um, I am hopeful. I love Megan. It's been a band I love for a long time, and. Uh, Yep, I'm I'm with you. That's very encouraging. There's there's a lot of stuff on the horizon to get excited about. This year is not over and decided yet. Like there's a lot of stuff coming out. Um, my personal July, if you're done, uh, I think there's a record that everybody's talking about right now. At least sort of the buzz band of the moment is Chat Pile. Uh, I have been a fan for quite a while not to toot my own horn but i got a split single from them that came out at the end of the last year earlier this year with gate creeper 
that's a split mm-hmm. release from the two of them and I was like this band is I, I like I sort of knew them and then I heard this this two songs split and then I got the vinyl and I was like oh my god I played this thing for like a couple of days straight nothing else and I was like wow this band is awesome and then oh they have a record coming out and so as this record's God's Country is out now and and people are so somewhat divided but most people are just gushing about them and so they're very extreme but also they can also go in a bunch of different directions singer is very versatile seems to be the people are split on the singer but he's very versatile and um a, a tremendous record i don't know what's going on out here but um but um yeah um besides that obviously in the mainstreamish metal level you mentioned conjurer i'm gonna bring up Chrisian, one of my favorite bands of all time is a certain broken record aspect to these podcasts this this band is my favorite that band is my favorite i have traveled to other countries to see Chrisian, so i can say that i really do have a deep love and affection for them it seems like they've been a little overlooked in the crush of albums at the end of july but their new one mortem solace on their very long time label century media is out it's they do what they do they don't do much else once in a while they vary it up but generally speaking you know what a Chrisian record is it is extreme it is uh, you know technical death metal thrash inspired death metal and uh, they did a great job on this one and then for sort of a little underrated album I'm gonna go with the new EP from Witnesses which is a band Ghost Cult has covered a lot in the past and I recently did an interview that ran a few months ago for their release for last year Uh, and so what Witnesses did a thing Witnesses is sort of a, a one man project that has grown to have a lot of collaborators and um the band does sort of an avant-garde cinematic black metal so black metal influenced i wouldn't say it's strictly black metal u.s black metal but it's got a black metal thread it's got progressive metal in it it's got weird textures and like i said you know cinematic themes soundtracky stuff and in a weird way just what that artist did is they did a thing like Amon Ra where they were like, here's a record, here's a record, here's a record. They all kind of have a theme. And then this new thing, Holy Water, the Holy Water, is just left turn, big left turn into into a whole different thing. So uh, really exciting to see artists grow. Again, I get very excited when an artist breaks their own mold they, they created and does something different and it's still awesome. So that's the one I really have grown to love and, and um, interesting to see already working on another one because that's how that guy works he's prolific so we'll see what happens with that and uh yeah that's my july there's obviously a few other things that i liked obviously the conjurer obviously ethica obviously other things telekinetic yeti if you like you know i love the riffs and the stoner rock that's a good band any band that's quoting like clutch lyrics as a a band name or a song title i'm all about (laughs) and um but yeah there's there's so much stuff going and coming and july was a very fruitful month seems like there's been a little quiet before the storm <laughs> this week and then we're gonna get a whole bunch of releases up and through you through i'm pretty sure the beginning the middle of november from now till then yeah that's no, cool i think uh, we, we've mentioned before around the it's been a, a good a good year of course you know there's so many good bands around with a lot of good music but it's felt like it's been a slow burn a slow build up and things haven't really erupted but coming to the next part talking about august i think august 2022 big metal wakes the fuck up and it's just you know we've got some huge albums in august and it just seems to run plan to run now through till 
to the end of the year. And that's a little bit of a, a tribute back to it. I know it came out last week, but still covering it. It's August to the to the Soulfly album for one. What a way to start, you know, to, to start the second half of the, the album release year. You know, we've got probably, I mean, I covered, um, covered the Archangel, you know, strong, decent album, but Totem, the new one, is just a step back up it's for me it's back up there with the uh the classic max era sepultura stuff first kind of conspiracy album it's just one of the best best max albums i think for for, for quite a while but what i really like is going back to the roots there's possessed stuff in there there's kind of obituary influence particularly in the vocals i think he's sort of channeling a bit of tardy there's a bit more extreme in in there i think there's a track uh right in pain where it, the intro riff could be from what was a madness and then it goes into roots kind of groove territory and there's some just big thick horrible see <laughs> in a good way dirty riffs on there and it's just really good to to hear you know, how long has Max been kind of nearly 40 years in, in bands and still got the fire, still got the, the love for it, but also still got the quality as well. And I think uh, that's a good good start, really big start to, to the month. Um, I think moving into the rest of August, it's that balance you say, I've not wanted to spoil it too much, but having heard a couple of the, the big albums coming uh, coming our way, and I think we'll definitely talk more next month around them. Three three big ones for me. Um, I will give a spoiler on the first one. I'm, I love the Halo Effect album. Been lucky enough to have it for a few weeks. Um, those that don't know, um, ex and current members of In Flames, Dark Tranquility, just going back to the roots of the late 90s Mellow Death stuff. And it sounds like In Flames mixed with Dark Tranquility. And <laughs> for me, can't go wrong there. But it's not a, a rehash. This just genuinely, again, genuinely good quality to it as well, I think. Um, we'll, uh, again, being careful about spoilers, new soil work. Hell, where the hell? <laughs> you know, I loved the last album. Uh, I can't pronounce that one either. I can't pronounce this Yeah, one. I'm going to say it's oh, I'm gonna say over heighten. Over heighten. Yeah. Sorry, everybody. Um, Sorry, my Swedes. <laughs> I will and get I, it. I will get some of these right sometimes, and other times it's just a, a disaster. But uh, they haven't had an English title album in a while. It's just a hint no. there to you guys next time around. Like, help us out. <laughs> no, that's, well, I, was say, I, don't know, I was gonna say, I don't know what I was expecting from it. Um, but it wasn't this. But this is much better than what I was expecting. And I said, I loved their last record. So um, just, yeah, we'll, we'll keep the mystery on that. Let everyone discover that for themselves and talk about it next month. New Here's Machine a- Head. Let me interrupt and say one thing about soil work. Think about this: like Peter Richards left soil work over ten years ago, and people wrote that band off. And I love yeah. Peter. Peter, as a producer, as a, as a writer, he helped put that band on the map. He put that sound of that band together with speed. But like he left to go produce, and he's been very you know successful and happy doing that. And. They had people were like, nope, they're done. That's it. That's it. They're gone. And they lost Dirk to Megadeth. And yeah. they're still making hugely high quality records. Three, four, five in a row with no let up. One different, all of them, the EP, all of them, all the releases different and better than the next. So that's a lesson for other bands. You don't have to yeah. mail it in. They had a very successful first decade of the aughts. And then this, you know, this last 12 years has been no different. They just continue to apply yeah. their trade. You're right, they could easily have just been chucking out rehashes of the first first couple of albums and everyone would be happy. They'd be getting eights across the board and it's like, yeah, you know, good solid band. But they've taken the chance to almost reinvent. And I know 
there's more and more of a bleed through with night flight orchestra and, and things happening, which is quite natural. I understand that when someone becomes more of a, the main songwriter or involved in that across you know more than one band. We've seen it with Corey Taylor and Slipknot and Stone Sour and, and the, the bleeding of those two bands in together. I get it. Um, but yeah, it's just it's, it's great. And I, personally, I, you know, not necessarily the the standard take on work, but I prefer the the second half of their, their career as a as a listener and I like what they do and it kind of works even more for me than the previous bits did. So I'll argue. I'll argue. And speaking of surprising and uh developing and changing sounds, I won't go into this is this is uh we could have an hour talking about the new machine head album, but <laughs> we won't until it comes out, I, I think. But uh, again, I didn't quite know what to expect. It wasn't what I've got, but I think what I've got is better than what I thought it was gonna be. So uh just a little kind of um it's not catharsis too um as well for those that are kind of uh i don't know putting out already the negative rumbles about what it could be based on the standalone singles that that came out over the last few years and so on but just just wait yeah just wait and see but fair play to to rob flynn there uh again uh, taking an opportunity with a band lineup change um to to refresh won't quite say reinvent because it's definitely still machine head, but to kind of refocus, reinvent and refocus and to expand and broaden horizons. <laughs> so yes, yeah. So those are the I think, yeah, it's an all this big metal yeah. wakes up. I, mean, I have think, to um, accuse myself for how big a fan of machine head I am, but I'm very excited. I'm almost equally excited about the story and how the lyrics are going to be and all this thing. I have not heard the whole record yet, just some of it. Uh, I do think it's a record in, that's going to be a record in parts because it's sort of like the stuff we've already heard that he recorded with kind of whoever was in America during the pandemic, Navine Coperweiss and, uh, you know, et cetera. And then and Alex Lee, I think, who used to be in Holy Grail, uh, came in and did some solos and stuff. And then sort of, okay, now that we're going to finish the record off, he got Matt and, and Vogue to come in and contribute on the rest of the record. So it is a record in pieces, but it's still Rob's vision. It's Rob's riffs. It's Rob's, you know, direction. So I am very, just mute it there because you said enough. Yeah. But it's like, oh, it's only a few weeks away. I'm really excited for the Machine Head. Um, do you have anything else for August that you're pumped about? Yeah, just going to chuck a couple more, one extreme to the other. So one quite poppy and mainstream. Um, looking forward to oh, looking forward to the new Pale Waves album. Um, really like the first. Um, my mind makes, makes noises. Not as sold on the second. I think they stripped too much of the the rock and the, the kind of the up tempo joy away. Um, but the vibes are it's coming back in a slightly kind of summery kind of you know pop punky sort of way for for the for the new one. So excited for that. And then complete flip as you'd expect. Um, <laughs> looking forward to the uh, from the only had the the advanced track, but heads for the dead. Uh, nice dirty fuzzy uh, fuzzy scuzzy uh, HM2 stop groovy death metal on uh, transcending obscurity and final one an eye out for dreadnought kind of a weird avar avant 
bits of black metal in there, but kind of just more about dark atmospheres and uh, yeah, some some cool vocals and some long, epic, progressive sort of songs going on there. So, so yeah, all over the place, mate. That's where I am this month. It's <laughs> nice. something. I something also, yeah, my list is also <laughs> just wild. Uh, first and foremost, people know that I cannot shut up about High Lung. High Lung's new album Drift is coming out on Season of Mist, and uh, this band has just captivated me for quite a long time uh is also the most successful interview ghost cult has ever had statistically in terms of traffic and hits and attention it has brought us a legion of fans who are like whenever we post a high lung thing like oh that interview guy so like i'm really proud of that and uh, was when they hadn't been doing a lot of press and our interview took off with them so i'm really proud of that but also the album is amazing they put out several songs and the new single is sort of um uh, i don't want to say it's an ode to but it sort of draws inspiration from christopher nolan's movie tenet which blows my mind even more because i love that movie and i love christopher nolan and it's just like such a mind job that that's an influence somehow on the band oh by the way in the middle of all this norse paganism here's some other wild shit so they can also change and grow too very exciting for that record that's just a few weeks away um one of my all-time favorite bands is boris and the sequel to their debut is coming out Boris Heavy Rocks 2022 what can't they do what don't they do whatever it is it's going to be awesome that's just every Boris record it's just that bar is too high they've never fallen off to me um they've done actually like I think three or four years in a row where they have a new record of some type or a new EP or something um and they're doing like legacy shows now 30th anniversary they have a series of concerts in the UK they have a series of concerts in Australia hoping they come back here and then uh, again, I you know a couple of couple more uh, Russian Circles new album. Russian Circles new album is always an event. I love post rock and post metal. So Russian Circles uh, Gnosis is coming on Sergeant House, one of my favorite records. And Ruth Rundle and Chelsea Wolf and some of my favorite bands are on there also. And then um, Locrian, who's kind of been sort of on hiatus for a long time, has a new record coming out, and I'm gonna butcher the it's new Catastrophicism. I probably said that wrong catastrophism sorry uh god uh anyway locrian really underrated great heavy band interesting band uh always some kind of musical journey a whole album's worth listening to not a singles band right not really a singles band they will put out a video they will put out singles but really that's a band i want to sit back and turn the lights off and just listen to the whole album and take it in so that's that's my august what i'm looking forward to there's also you know this and that and the other thing that have come out and you know some stuff got by us and some stuff i'm trying to catch up on but uh yeah there's there's a lot of stuff this is this is it starting this week this is this is uh you know we do kind of a preview every week of what's coming out and we can only do a partial preview because if we make it too long, it doesn't have any try. It's just like people can't follow it. So on one hand, there's a completist in me that's like, you need to have the whole list of 200 bands coming out with stuff this week. And then it's just like it's not going to serve any purpose. It's it's extru- it's, yeah. it's difficult to put together. Uh, it's a process uh, of actual, you know, like literally the editing to do that segment on our YouTube and share it around. So we usually do. Uh, here's a sample of what's coming out on New Music Friday because we can only give some of it and then there'll be a bigger list that we'll share somewhere right but um you know yeah there's just this is it this is the apocalypse this is the last 
the last mm-hmm. leg of the marathon for the year. Um, and then again, it just seems like there might still, you know, we're still feeling the effects of COVID on the world, the pandemic on the world. We're still, we're still feeling the vinyl crush from the last couple of years or the shortage, even though there are new plants opening. And we're still feeling kind of like the shift in the industry. Again, the summer was dead and November to the end of the year used to be dead. So it was easy to compartmentalize our work. Then we only had to really worry about to the beginning of November and then it's just kind of box sets and Black Friday special things. And now that's not the case. There might be some new records coming in December. I don't know. There were last year. No, exactly. I think we we spent a couple of months back. It seemed like the first half of this year was that all of the stuff that's generally recorded during lockdowns and pandemics was mm-hmm. been shunted and delayed. Was 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 coming out, but I think we're still seeing, and I didn't quite expect to still be seeing some of those albums plus the normal release schedule. So, right. but I don't know if this is the and I hate to use the phrase because I promote the the new normal, or if this is just going to be a, a rush for six months and then we settle back next year. But I, I don't know. I don't know. It'd yeah. be, be interesting. Like so you mentioned the European festival season it used to be July and August was quiet because all the bands were doing fests and they wanted to have a new album coming out because right. you either want the album out and everyone knows the songs or you're doing a best of legacy set and then you do your new album after but right. now it's albums coming out while the bands are halfway through a tour and stuff it's just kind of a it's, it's all changed. Yeah. What else is interesting, and it's not for us to solve, but the uh, lead times. I think I mentioned mm. this in a previous episode or in some of my other podcasts. The lead times of an album used to be three to four months minimum because you needed that long enough time to grow the press, to release enough singles and videos, to have enough time. And then also because there was a shortage on vinyl for a while. And now... Either I'm seeing six to eight weeks. Oh, this is coming right out. Lamb of God, eight weeks. Like, this is it. It's coming quick. Like, it's going to be single, 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 video, video. You know, it's coming. Or Census Fail, who took like six months, seven, seven, six, six or seven months to build up that release. And I don't know that it hit quite right. I love the record and I love them. And I'm, I'm still kind of chasing an interview with those guys. They've been busy. They did like a lot of stuff during the pandemic, live streams from like Joshua Tree in the desert and all kinds of weird fun things and full album playthroughs and all kinds of fan engagements and I don't know if it helped because like that record had such a long lead time or albums that got pushed back and again like Arch Enemy's record this is like the third release date for that record I'm glad it's coming finally but I'm also like I'm kind of over it now because like I wanted it two months ago no I think same with the Arch Enemy one and, and again being being mindful, being respectful and positive about things, I think because they've had such a long lead time, they've released all the the big songs already. And the like the first track on there with the first time is just doing clean vocals in Arch Enemy, and then you get the album, and that's the only track where there's clean vocals, and you've been led into this belief that this is the new you know a new sound, a new style, and I think the album pales a bit because you've got that new expectation of what it's going to be. But this song has been out for six eight weeks, and it's a really strong anthem. It's a really good lead off single but they've had three singles before that so you've now got a third of the albums out already and then you yeah i think there's there's a balance to be had where you'd also get some of the some of the other campaigns that are almost like two four weeks ahead of releases like oh by the way yeah first single now albums out in two weeks 
Right. I, I think it, I think Ramstein did that too, where they were like, "And it's coming right out." <laughs> yeah. I hope you're ready. Yeah, exactly. This is it. It's gonna be quick. I know. And no disrespect yeah. to Arch Enemy, man. Like no. I always, I've always liked them, and I I like Elisa, and she's brought a lot to them. And it took them three albums for her to do a clean vocal. I think people should cut her some slack and cut the band some slack. Right. They didn't suddenly get her in the group in in replace Angela and just go in a whole other direction. They have tried to be arch enemy the entire way. So, like, you know, why not unleash the tiger? She's an incredible singer. Why uh, would you not have, you know, yeah. it's kind of like um, it's the same blowback as uh, I don't want to start a thing. It's the same blowback as Matt's first record with Cryptopsy, right? It's like, oh, no. <laughs> like, why did they get rid of Lord? Well, because, dude, like, Matt's incredible and he's fun yeah. and that's a band that needs to come back and do stuff. But anyway... Yeah, without spiraling into a whole abyss of things, uh, there's a lot of stuff going on. Keep your ears to the ground, everybody. Um, there's some news coming with Ghost Cult. We're about to celebrate our 10th anniversary. I wanted to work in a, a little plug for that. Nothing to announce just yet, but there'll be some fun stuff in the horizon to celebrate with us. Uh, I'm really thrilled that we made it to 10. Thank you for being a part of this. I'll probably say that again in the next two months as well. But uh, yeah, man. Um, good to do these with you great to hear from you and see you and do these things and uh yeah i appreciate your insights you have the best insight of anybody on the staff because you are literally plugged into everything coming out and i and i'm i'm trying to but it's hard it's hard to keep up it's hard for fans they tell me it's hard to keep up um if we didn't have this stuff served to us i wonder how we would do back in the old days when you had to like forage and find things is there anything that's one of the interesting bits is which albums stick with you over over the years. So we've done some of these and we've talked about albums of the month that have really, really impressed. And then actually, yeah, three, four months later, I probably haven't listened to them again since. And then it's, it's going back to the list and seeing which ones, you know, you, uh, stick on repeat, you know, and then those are the ones for me coming away from almost the, you've talked at the beginning about objectivity and subjectivity when it comes to album of the year and end of stuff that we're pushing. I always tend to try and go back to the subjective stuff. What's the stuff that's landed with me that really kind of, you know, stuff that I've gone even two months after release date, I'm going back and I'm, I'm digging and I'm listening and I'm, you know, and I'm playing and uh, it's interesting. Uh, yeah, I do find, find that the albums, some of the ones we, we pitch for this aren't always the ones that we end up sticking with. So it's, yeah, it's, it's all good. But there is a ridiculous amount of stuff. I mean, we're talking about, um, I think, yeah, which was it the last week in July? I'm pretty sure there was something like 40 releases that we were considering to, for review. We can only do 10 to 12 a week. Yeah. And now the albums we're not covering, we like, but these are really good. <laughs> yeah, it's hard. It's really hard. Or I mean, it's the same. It's the same all over. It's like I can only do so many interviews. I did like seventy interviews in March and April. I can't do that number every month. I'm busy with work and life, I'm trying to live my life and uh, run the site and run the business. And uh, there's only so much news we can cover. I can't get to every single story. It's just not possible. Why didn't you have this story? I missed one. Like, it just happened. <laughs> Why did you have 10 Metallica stories and not this one thing? People click on Metallica stories. I'm going to keep doing them. But uh, anywho, 
good to hear from you. Appreciate you always. And uh, thank you to the fans that listen and the staff for being awesome. And just generally, you know, hang in there. Keep your head up. Keep the, keep the headphones on. Keep the music blasting. And, uh, you know, we'll find a way through, hopefully with the help of some good tunes. Yeah. Get get some sleep. And I often have to go and deal with... Oh, yeah. Uh, and enjoy your... 10-year-olds to keep them busy for the day. So. <laughs> there you go. Best of luck to you, pal. And uh, once again, this has been the Ghost Gold Magazine Podcast. I am Keefe. This has been Steve. Thanks for listening. And we'll catch you next time. This has been another episode of the Ghost Cult Magazine Podcast. Check us out at ghostcultmag.com and follow our socials at Ghost Cult Mag. Until the next time, peace.